Like, don't at me. Episode 44, take two. Take two. We made it through 43 episodes before recording didn't save. 43 episodes. Chance, you and I went through this before, man. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what episode it was, but uh, yeah, it happened before. It happens to the best of us. We did a, a, like a mini Mike and Chance show podcast like five years ago. We recorded for like an hour and 15, and it was good. And then we looked, <laughs> nothing. We had to run it right back. But, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Of course, Jock, Jock in the house, too, rocking the Pierre-style shirt. Sir, the one and only, man. You know, I got to stay dripped out of my shit at all times. Don't add me stuff, too, of course. You know what I mean? We just both enjoying thing, but... Y'all get me, man. You know, shout out to all the supporters out there that's been buying my shit, fucking with me for two or three years now. Like, I appreciate y'all. Jock been selling a lot of masks, man. You have the sales going out. They're about to sell out right now, right? The they first are. Yeah, we have like five more left, man. So I got to get them while it's hot. You know, it's, it's selling out like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> Check them out at uh, the rep.network. You go to the clothing tab, you'll be able to see all of our merch, all of uh, Jock's Pierce style. Cla- uh, yeah masks shirts all of that and uh, i know you have a little announcement about that later we'll save that for the later part of the episode yeah so once again this is something dealing with the announcement people so you know stay tuned because it's something that you don't want to miss that's all i say about that all right so if anybody's watching like wait what happened with gary something different nah i know gary today we got erica in the house erica friend of the program part of the repertoire what's going on erica Hey guys, thank you for having me. So people listening or watching are like, take two, what do you mean? So PSA, I'll start with this. We recorded yesterday, which was Tuesday evening. Went, uh, you know, hour and a half. We had some leftovers, everything. We had the whole nine. We had all kind of ideas we were bouncing around. And what I realized was I made the mistake earlier of saving on locally saving on the computer. And I've typically done that, like I always do that. My thought process is whenever I save on the cloud, I have to save, then I have to download, it just takes a lot longer. So I'm like, all right, if I save on the computer, I'm not gonna run out of space, it'll be fine. So sure enough, it starts to you know convert, download, whatever it is. And it says uh, insufficient space. I'm like, nope, that's wrong, but okay. So I go, I delete a bunch of shit from the Zoom folder, empty recycle bin. Okay, now there should be space. Go. Cannot find file, can't convert. I'm like, wait, what? This is the file. What are you talking about? Right, right. I rush over to the recycle bin. I'm like, oh, wait. I cleared it, though, to create space. Hold on, hold on. Frustrating. I go through some whole roundabout. You know, I'm looking at Zoom forums and all kind of shit. I find this software that helps you find stuff from your recycling bin. So I go, I use that, and I actually download it. I extract some shit I deleted. And the two files that were deleted that I brought back, I guess they might have corrupted. But here's the thing. I don't know why. Because at one point, you'll remember I dropped off the call. So maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe, you know, it's saving on the computer, running out of space had something to do with it. Maybe me up in the recycling bin. I erased some kind of small file. I don't know. So I put in a ticket with Zoom. I sent them the files. I'm trying to get it. I'm like, oh, please, please. And uh, the person that was working with me, you could tell obviously so foreign. But it was all right, though, because she did a good job. But uh, end of the day, they couldn't help me. We're asked out. And I was like, okay, so had I saved on the cloud, would this have happened? And she said, no. In the future, save on the cloud. This won't happen. So... PSA, lesson learned. Don't save locally. Always save on the cloud. You'll have access to it later. Mm. You can download it again at another time. So I'm just letting y'all know. If anything, hey, we learned the lesson for you. Hey, you learn something new every day. Yeah, and the cloud, man, it's 
genius, man. I'm glad they came out with that shit. Can you, can you imagine us doing this back in the day and that would have happened? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, shout out to the cloud, like, mentions of that. <laughs> cloud technology. Shout out to the clouds. Sure. All right. Well, we'll jump right back into the docket. We have a good docket today. Pretty versatile, actually. <laughs> First thing that we have was an announcement that actually happened yesterday when we were recording, but there have since been some developments. Uh, Joe Biden declared Kamala Harris as his running mate for the election 2020. Um, my, you know, I don't know much about her policies. I'm kind of just like, hey, I, it's all the same. We've talked about this in past episodes. Yeah. To me, there's different figureheads. That's my opinion. But I know that you all had some opinions. Chance, Jock, y'all felt one way initially, kind of turned it around. So we can kind of start with uh, your initial take. So, yeah, um, initially I was like, I don't know about this because I don't really know a lot about her. But I researched her, been researching, and she stands for a lot of dope stuff, man. Like, she's she went to Howard University, you know, shout out to my HBCUs, you know. And uh, she's AK as well. So that's, you know, <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's very dope. But besides, you know, all that, the most like shit she's been getting is the fact that she was um, attorney general, and so people feel like okay, she's for the cops and she's for like blue lives matter and all this. So that's why she's getting like shitted on right now. But honestly, she's trying to fix like the system. And in my opinion, I think that sometimes we got to fix within. So you got to join like a certain cause, like deep rooted, you know, from like once you're actually in. So. You know, I'm I'm excited, man. She's a strong woman. She's already taking shot at uh shots at Trump today. You know, saying he's fucking up the country, which, in my opinion, he is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm excited, man. And then you know, on top of her, actually, like if he does win, it's gonna be a lot of other black women in the cabinet, strong black women. So I'm I'm excited about that too. Chase, where are you at with this? Um, yesterday, like I said, um, I was like, yo, that was the wrong pick. You should have picked through the right. But uh, actually, today, actually, I came around to it. Um, like, uh, I mean, yeah, she's she's uh, she's up there, man. Um, she's very, uh, obviously, you know, uh, successful in her field or whatever. Yeah, she was a prosecutor or whatnot. Right. right. Uh, you know, California Attorney General. Uh, I mean, you know, people do their jobs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that was a job. And obviously, she did it well or whatever. So, um, you know what? I'm with her. And also, I'm a big fan of Mike Rudolph. And so, like, I know that that's going to be, like, real good for, like, SNL, you know what I'm saying, in the coming seasons and shit, you know? So, I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, it's going to be fun. And, and also, so we'll see how this debate season Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But also, she's been the first of, like, a lot of shit, bro. What I mean by that is she was the first African-American slash South, uh, Southern Asia, Asian that's been like uh, the district attorney. And then she served as a attorney general, like Chan said, for, the, uh, for California for two years, which is like very dope. And then if Biden wins, she's gonna be the first African-American woman, you know, as vice president. So that's pretty dope, man. That she's like the first in like a lot of things. So I'm all for it, you know? Now, do you think this was like a strategy play for Biden? Cause he's trying to, you know, ward off all the- I think so, honestly, like, and I was talking to my homeboy about that. Like, man, I think Biden is trying to like appeal to black votes and like other people. <laughs> I mean, if I'm being real, like that's what it is, but- Oh, Yeah, exactly. Cause they gotta like get our votes or whatever. Cause you know, um, you don't have to be, to me, like when he was like, oh, you know, you're, you have to be, if, you, if you're not voting for me, you're not black. Remember when he said that shit? You know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, that. Right, exactly. So I don't know, man. He, well, person. you know, I think uh, Trump's black boat strategy, of course, is Kanye. <laughs> you know, uh, John Legend's tried to flat out call him on it, you know, saying, look, we all know what this is. This is just a facade. It's trying to be the swing vote. Today, you catch wind of news that, you know, he's doing private meetings with Kushner. And then I also heard that they're trying to get him for... Uh, electoral fraud <laughs> now they're trying to come after him saying that uh signatures on his petitions are invalid so there's a lot of chicanery a lot of weird shit going on with the election as always it's really just like the ultimate reality show if you think about it like that's what presidential elections have become in america is just real life survivor you know and the scary part is the stakes are you know astronomically higher than 
a million bucks and you're on the TV reunion and shit, you know? Yeah. 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 I didn't want to the people that get voted out the island is like us. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not even them though. You know, it's like it's us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're playing with our lives. But um, I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting to see. Uh I don't know. We're in August now, man. We you know what I'm saying? Three three months out. So yeah, I'm excited for the um for the election season, man. It's kicking in. I'm saying it's like you for sure. Like football kicking in, you know what I'm saying? Or like basketball season and shit, you know. So I do have a question. What's up? So, what percentages do African Americans make up in the um, United States? Does anybody know? Oh, that's a very low uh, percentage. Actually, you, you, I, I, I forgot. I didn't know is that like number. Twenty percent or something like it's really yeah, low. Between twenty and like I think it's like thirteen, man. They always say yeah, it though. Right, like, right, it's yeah, pretty low. Like Twelve so, percent. Wait. Yeah, twelve percent in the twenty ten census. Below twenty. The reason why I asked that is, uh, you guys keep talking about Biden's um, running mate. It seems like if he's trying to fight for our vote, which would make up a low percentage, is that a great strategy? Hmm, good question. Good question. Go ahead, Chance. Um, for one, um, I really don't think that he has to kind of like fight for it or whatever. Um. You know, uh, I, I really, I mean, this is going to be, like, between them, this is the battle of the Blacks, uh, or the battle for the Blacks, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so to say, because they're about to be, like, throwing all kinds of stuff at us over <laughs> over the next three months. I mean, we might get our reparations. We might get our 40 acres and a mule. Uh, I take a Cadillac, but... Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, authentic of it, like, with that being said, like the the twelve percent, uh, the the twenty ten census or whatever. Um, I think it's been that number for like a long, 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 long time, man. I don't, I really don't think that number is accurate. Me being uh, a black person, I know all black people. They they don't answer the door for the census people. And everything like that, so we don't even be getting counted, right? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, you know, I I don't know, but we um I don't know, like it's it's a lot of virtue signaling gonna be going on uh over the next, you know, uh within the next coming months and weeks and everything like that. But uh I don't know, I'm excited. I mean, it's election season. Like let's get let's get it, let's go. My thing is, man, just just get out and vote. I know that, like, we have two shitty candidates. I'm just going to call it how it is. Yeah. But, you know, you got to pay attention to, like, who's actually going to be in there with them, like the cabinet. I don't care about Biden. In my opinion, Biden is – he's very random, senile. He just joint, jumps from, like, point to point. doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? He doesn't know really what he stands for. Uh... I still don't know what Biden stands for to this day. You know, like, he doesn't – Hairy legs and – uh... What you say? We had the whole, you know, the rants about the kids, and they had the hairy legs. And, oh, yeah. Uh, they were black. And they were like, wait, what? What happened? Roach, How, the what? It was a connection? Like, corn pop. Yeah. Corn pop. Yeah, you know, the roaches. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah, the put on making this. Oh, the debates are going to be hilarious, y'all. Oh, yeah, they're going to be funny. But so, Pat, you bring up a really good up. point to get out and vote. Uh, what people do and choose to vote for and stuff like that determines where the military is going to go who's going to be our commander-in-chief, so please get out and vote. Please and also vote. do your research. Don't just vote blind because you, you hate somebody. I know we all dislike, you know, the right or whatever, but also make sure you know who you're voting for that's on the left. Or and the then also, you know, know, vote for chance, too. <laughs> also know who this be, uh, one of the most your, uh, your ballot, what other positions, because most Americans can't name besides vice president and president who's on uh, who's up for election. So mm-hmm. also know the different mm-hmm. positions. Right. You're gonna be voting for school zones and stuff like that. So that's what matters most. Stuff. Most impactful, at least for, for sure. And you know what's crazy? Uh, speaking of that, like you know, knowing who you vote for, knowing who's running, and everything like that. Um, actually, me doing some research for you know uh, the election in, in my district or whatever uh, for the race that I'm running. Um, I figured out something last night that was crazy, kind of blew my mind. And I think we may have talked about this yesterday. But um, so, you know, everybody knows that, you know, I'm running for Congress or whatnot. 
and the incumbent is she was Jackson Lee. She's 13 term, you know, uh, 25 year vet uh, in Congress or whatnot. Uh, you know, Democratic machine. But um, I looked up who were like her opponents uh, in the race, and not only is there me and uh, another uh, front runner Republican named Wendell Champion, but there's 11 other people. There's 13 people in the race total. Mm. I just found that out yesterday, and that's like kind of crazy. Like um, I've actually been doing like uh, kind of research on all of them there. These are random people you you never think, and a lot of them have spent money. Um, you know, I don't know if they're still in, still out, or whatever. I haven't really seen any signs up around, you know, the city or just period, you know, going around. Uh, I don't know about, you know, in you guys' districts or whatnot. Who's the guy with the patch? Over here, I mean. Dan Crenshaw. I'm sorry, what was that? I was like, who's the guy with the patch on his arm? Dan Crenshaw, yeah. Oh, Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, that's another district or whatever. Um, He's an incumbent, um, you know, but he's. These, uh, I don't know if, you know, uh, about those races, but that's why, you know, we do have to research our mm-hmm. candidates, research, you know, um, you, who are the people that are running and, you know, uh, and what races, you know, what's up for grabs, uh, things like that. Because um, that. that's something they don't teach us. What'd you say, Erica? Yeah, to speak on that, I remember my first time voting. Nobody told me it was going to be other stuff to vote for. And I was in California and all the different props, all the different propositions. I don't yeah. know if I voted for, like, the ramps to be built for the disabled people or not. Like, I was uh, lost. Uh, the different well, props- and you know, one of my, like, long-standing beliefs, I really don't think you should straight ballot vote. I well, feel like that's just kind of you know, like, saying, that, like, right? hey, this is my tribe. Everything else is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Read through, I mean... I, I don't know if everybody has the time to read through every candidate's policies and everything that they stand for, who they're up against. But, you know, that's kind of our – that's our right. If you're going to vote, do it the right way. I feel like that's the best way to do it, to make an informed decision, you know, each and every case, case-by-case basis. But, look, hey, you know niggas don't read, though. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But, no, nah, like, seriously, though, like, like, you're right. You know how I feel about the whole straight ballot. Like, I told you, Mike, remember back in the day, like, I don't vote straight ballot because it's, to me, that's idiotic. You know, you shouldn't just vote blindly for stuff without really, like, knowing what you're doing, you know? That was me, my first time voting. No one I think won. it was me, too, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, I, yeah. you know, you learn from it. You look back oh. and you say, well, you know, now being, what, 12 years older? Shit. Uh-huh. Um, damn, yeah, 12 years. You're like, well, should have done it that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. sorry, Erica, for saying, for saying the N-word. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, he must have told you I do not like that word. Oh, you told me. You told me. You told us. Oh, yourself. yeah. It's an epithet. I'd rather not, like, hear people say or utilize. We're so much better than that. I wish people could move forward from that word. I mean, it's just like several other insults you can, you can use. Just yeah. let's do better. And you're right, you know. The so history behind the work. I appreciate it. Thank you for being man enough to apologize. Like, some people can't even acknowledge that they said it. Some people are like, oh, I said it? So, <laughs> at least you're conscious of what you're speaking on. <laughs> yeah, facts, facts. Have to get into future uh, culture items. We talked about having some culture pods. We'll have to give a little tease to the listeners, because that's coming soon. Stay tuned. It's going to be some dope stuff, man. So, the other big headline... Uh, news this week is college football is on life support. So the Big Ten, Pac-12 announced that they're not playing this fall. They're moving to the spring, or at least they're aiming to play in the spring. Now, you know, spotlights on the Big Ten or the uh, Big 12, SEC, you know, what are you all going to do? You know, my question is, okay, postponing college football, they're not postponing campus life. You know, people are still going to be out and about mingling, still going to be in classrooms together, maybe wearing a mask, but right across from each other. You know, you're still going to have college parties. You're still going to be in the dorms. You know, you're still going to be possible on on all the suitcase colleges, driving home, driving right back up. Still going to be a lot of interpersonal, you know, contact. So my question, you know, is postponing football – is that the right thing to do? Is it really going to do anything? Is anything really going to happen with that? You know, is that really going to mitigate risks when we still have all the other factors I just mentioned? I don't think so, man. I think people are going to catch it regardless. 
You know, it, it's, it's going to happen. And then people are so curious. If you tell them not to do something, they're going to want to do it even more. You know, like, hey, don't do this or hey, don't do that. They're going to find a way to do it. Like, at these campuses, I know they were having, like, parties to catch COVID, which is stupid. You know what I mean? Just like, who can get it first? So, yeah, I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> to speak on what you just said, though, an athlete, that's their job, though. Like, to perform and to, to go to a game or something like that, like, they get paid to do that. Just like some students are paid scholarships to go to class and ace them and so on and so forth. But being a student, you're paying for that. That's your choice if you want to be there or not. Uh, being an athlete, you're kind of forced to, to go. Uh, I am a former collegiate athlete. If I miss certain track meets and stuff like that, I would lose my scholarship that I had. So I don't know if we should, as I don't, I don't know if it's the states that vote for some schools and so on and so forth. I don't know if some people's health is worth the entertainment that we're trying to get out of it. Um, safety, of course, is paramount when it comes to something like that. I don't know. Facts, I agree, because, you know, you, you, you're your own biggest investment. So I feel like, you know, you have to look at the, the bigger picture, look at the long run. This season can wait, in my opinion. What's interesting, though, is that, you know, you're seeing a lot of the players saying they want to play. They're the ones that are potentially at risk, right? Well, not really. I mean, I don't know of any athletes that have gotten it, minus the uh, Vikings linebacker with the heart issue who really could have an issue with it. You know, it's just kind of been a little, <laughs> all right, I'm good. You know, they're out there playing two weeks later. But, uh, you know, they're the ones that are wanting to play, which makes it interesting. And the other part of this, too, is when you think about the schools that are more academic focused, you know, your Ivy League schools, Vanderbilt. more focused on grades, right, and degrees, they might Yo, be going to say no. Was ass out of the water. But – SEC schools, I mean, then you also look at, think about like North Carolina or Duke, you know, the basketball schools. They don't give a shit if football is going on. So there's a lot of little pieces to this that make it interesting. But, you know, college football, I, look, I don't watch football on Saturdays. I'm only a Sunday guy, you know, so I won't feel any different. But I do wonder what the draft looks like next year, you know. And if this goes on for several years, I wonder if you're going to have a lull of talent in the NFL because they keep missing out on the years of college football. Now, again, that's getting several steps ahead. And, you know, I think we're on progress to take care of this. So it's not a several years issue, but I don't know. I don't know if moving college football, I mean, moving it, yes, maybe. But, you know, that also, you, can you play Texas? I mean, can you play football in Texas in May? Yeah, it's hot. I'm it's kind of hot. Hell no. My Houstonians and Texans, y'all know what it is when summertime comes. What? It's like 98 degrees. It feels like 130 outside. Now, granted, you know, football is in August and September in Florida and Texas, and that's muggy as hell. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the whole season. And it is kind of weird, though, that all the sports are kind of flipping on their head and the seasons are all getting realigned and all that, too. So, Erica, as a former athlete, how do you feel about that? You know, like if you're in that position, like what would you do? So my, my first thing is I love how like football is the major thing. Like everybody's like, oh, football is going to happen or not. There's so many other fall sports. <laughs> there are so many other athletes that are getting missed out on. Um, when I ran track, we had indoor and outdoor. Indoor was ran during fall and, you know, sp uh, fall and wintertime. So, okay. you know, Everybody knows spring, outdoor, that's what, track, baseball, so many other sports. But um, my opinion is not worth their health. Um, I know some people want to perform. That's all they know. If you've been training since you were probably four or five years old in that sport, that's all you know. That's all you want to do. And uh, that's probably why you're going to college is to do that. Um, my opinion on it, is it worth it? No, I don't think it's worth it at all. If we miss a season or two, I think we'll be okay. And I think just to piggyback on that, the, the silver lining is that kids should focus more on academics, academia. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, hey, realize that sports, yeah, it's a big part, but it's so much more to life to offer. You know, if you like, just apply like yourself and your mind, you know, you can be a doctor, a lawyer, like whatever you want to be. Like, who was the one um, guy, Mike, from Kansas City Chiefs that was like a doctor and he opted out? Forgetting his name. But that guy, we're going to bring up his name in a second, but I thought that was very admirable that, okay, he won a championship. He was third string, but it doesn't matter. You know, he still won a championship and he decided to opt out to like help fight against COVID because he actually got his degree. He's a doctor as well. 
or if he's a you know if he's a physician. So I don't know. I think it's pretty dope, man. So I think he was a backup guard on the Chiefs. Laurent Deverney Tardif. You can butcher his name. It's fine. <laughs> it's cool. LDT, I think they called him. But uh, I, I mean, on top of that, look, if you're a football fan, you want to watch good football. You just watch it on Sundays anyway. So. Oh, was that yeah. shame, Mike? That you do? Always. Shameless. Look, I'll tell you right now, college football, if I want a good Saturday nap, I'll put on college football. Yeah, okay. Don't at me. He's, he's, he's telling the truth. Like, I, I do not watch college ball, no lie. Don't at me because uh, you definitely won't find me on social media. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't, I have, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know about, yeah. College sports are like anyway, you know what I mean? Like it's just like I don't know. It's something like that, like on, but I I don't ever be into that shit. You know what I mean? It's like, too so, slow. I don't know. It's too it's fun as a student. It's not that it's too know? slow. It's just it's just like I don't know. Well, for me, it's just like I just don't care. They come on like mad early in the morning. It'd be like nine thirty. <laughs> games and shit like that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Games. Like, being shit. a former collegiate athlete, I've ran against Olympic runners. To see them perform versus, like, me, I'm like, thank God my mama came to one or two track meets because uh, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't be at all of mine. They were so long. They were boring. There were so many people that you did not know or hear of. Uh, yeah, I felt bad for them, them super dads and super moms that would be out there all day with their kids. Like, go, hon, you can do this. Because uh, if I was a parent, I'd definitely be like, all right, look, I'm coming for your race and your race only. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think, personally, I think they should actually do away with, like, college sports and just make it, like, semi-pro. Blasphemy. Like, semi-pro. Nah, I would be with that. No. You know what I mean? Like, no. then, that's, like, we'll right? feed into, like that's kind of like how we talk about the XFL. Mm-hmm. So... I say no because without um, collegiate sports, I wouldn't have paid for most of college. So I say no. Um, they may not be paid athletes on like actual monetary means of being able to do stuff outside of school, but it is something like my academics alone wouldn't have gotten me through college. So because I know they pay some of those athletes under the table, like with different. Oh, well, the stuff that I've seen, I can't speak on too much, but it's. It's uncanny with some of your favorite oh, SEC athletes. Get. <laughs> you, I you remember. I don't even want to say like, fuck it. I'm gonna say it. So we had a player on. We had a college football ten years ago when I was at when I was in college. Y'all can do the research and find out where I was. <laughs> but um, it was funny because that was actually the first podcast that I had put together was the Houstonian Sports Show. It's actually on the website. If anybody wants to go listen and laugh at us, but uh, it's actually pretty good. I was like, yeah, I actually did my research. Like I knew my shit back then. But anyway, um, there was a player that we had on from one of the sports, and we did an hour. Great podcast. All right, cool. Thank you. Closed it out, and then we just kept bullshitting for another hour. And I mean, the mic was off, so he was just open door at that point. Yeah. At one point, we we're like, so what made you, you know, decide? this school versus our top competitor. And he's like, oh, this school paid more. And we're like, what? We're all looking at each other like, oh, shit, we should have been recording. But, I mean, it's – there's so much that goes on behind the scenes or just, like, known, you know? And yeah, my thing is, why don't yeah. they just come out with it in pub, like, public? You know, because we know that y'all getting paid, like, for the you top can't. athletes. You cannot do that. Endorsements and stuff like that is not allowed. You sign a contract. In contract. California, you can. You, what'd you say? No, you in California you can now. I'm from California. They we changed we, it, right? We you signed a contract stating that we will not receive more than tuition, more than um, room and board, uh, any stuff like that. We're supposed to report it. Any vehicles, shoes, stuff like that. We are not supposed to receive any of that. If it's not going to go around to the entire team, one individual cannot receive it. Now, do they do that? Of course they do. I have a cousin. I'm not going to say her name because it's not the same as mine, but uh, she she had endorsements. Like, she was in commercials. She was doing stuff like that. Uh, she was getting money, mm-hmm. and she was one of the top athletes in that year. Um, not just for track and field. I think she did soccer as well, and she was getting paid money. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they Good, though. they, they try their best some to... kind of compensation, or at least be able to bank on their name. You know. Right. Like, yeah, I agree with that. But you signed a contract, though. Within your contract, you're not supposed to break that. It's legal. It's binding. And see, they're hoing y'all, man. That's another part of the systemic racism. Exploiting us. <laughs> no, you, you actually, you're very accurate. Because... Most of your top athletes are minorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is a parallel, though, with the same structure, though. When you look at um, college athletes, you know, big football stars, big team, you know, they don't really much have to show up to class. So when they're saying, oh, they're getting an education for free, they're getting a free grade, they're not really getting an education. How many times are they actually showing up? Now, I can't generalize and say that's the case yeah. for all, but that is the case in a lot of uh, situations. Sad but true. I met the dumbest basketball player at my school. I don't know how that man graduated. And to say, to say the least, if you spell your own name wrong, you should not be graduating college. So... And see, isn't that bad, too, because it's not setting them up for, like, success when they graduate. You know what I mean? It's enabling them. It goes back to the exploitation. We're going to push your name as far as we can, and once you graduate, it's on your own to survive. And it's sad, but it's so true, because that's why a lot of athletes try to push to go pro, because they know they have nothing else to rely on. It's, right. I feel like that's another podcast in the making. <laughs> I'm with it. You know, we actually need to just have a great debate podcast, and then, yeah. like, We'll get to it. We'll get to the shits. We got some stuff coming. We got some stuff in the works. But you guys can do your um, research on some of these top names, though. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> yes. So one sport that's kind of working all this out through the bubble, through the COVID bubble, is the NBA. Hey, bubble ball is dope. So first of all, we'll start with that's that. Better. Bubble ball overall has been nice. Yeah. You see these rivalries pick up, the whole Lillard. George Beef, you know, um, game last week where Lillard gets a chance to get the game-winning free throws, knock them down, misses them. You know, it, that's the thing with Lillard, though, right? Like, he has his moments like yesterday where he dropped 61. But I have some of his choke moments, too, like going up 20 against the Warriors in four straight games and squandering that. But, you know, neither here nor there. Um Misses the free throws, you get the Beverly Dame dollar time, dollar time. You get him telling people respect on my name after he dropped 61 yesterday. You know, I think people are starting to get tense. Now they've announced that they're going to allow for family and established longstanding personal friends to enter the bubble. Oh, really? So I don't know what kind of wrinkles are going to work out with that. I'm like, all right, who's going to be the first person fighting over girls that are long-standing friends? You know, the group is coming in. All I know is bubble – I'm all about bubble life. Bubble NBA is where it's at. Yeah, and I agree, bro. Like, sneak it's, in. It's dope. What are you going to say, Chance? I say I want to sneak in. I want to, like, go down yeah. to, like, Orlando and just, like, you know – Wear one of those like big uh, overcoats and just like finesse my way in, like you know, make up some passes and shit like that. You know, I just wonder. I, I think that would be fun. That would be. I just wonder who's gonna fuck it up though. So like you said, with the family and people coming in, somebody's gonna have the shit and it's gonna like ruin shit. But I hope that it's like during like the finals or like you know, because that'd be kind of like interesting to see. Like okay, like shit's fucking up like the final championship game. That'd be kind of funny. Well, the cool thing with that, maybe that kind of simulates somewhat of a crowd environment. You know, I'm imagining they're going to be at the games. Yeah. You yeah. Know, maybe you set it up. Someone's going to be like a YMCA league, maybe, where you have bleachers and just like moms, friends, sons <laughs> sitting there watching them play. Like, that's what it could look like, you know, and they might have all the digital shit, you know, around <laughs> that. But I'm, I'm curious to see, like, what's going to happen. There's going to be something. I mean, if you already had Lou Will kind of step out – in the first phase of this, what is the second phase going to look like when you have friends and family start coming into the bubble? That's what hey, I want to see. And speaking of Lou Will, this is random, but strip club wings are some of the fucking best wings. <laughs> if I ain't had them shits, like, I got to go to, like, your, your nearest strip club, whatever city you're in, and try some of those wings. You won't be disappointed. Uh, to kind of conjure on the uh, whole concept of having close friends and family show up, the side chicks are going to be really sad when they're not in the bleachers. <laughs> Bring the side chick instead of the wife. Or who told the side chick ahead of time, like, hey, they're going to let us in. And then the wife was, like, on Twitter, like, wait, what Janowski just said? What's this? Uh, he, oh, see, they said not <laughs> wife, though. 
bae, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shit like that. It's gonna be something coming out in the news. I'm uh, going to show up where they're gonna be like, wait, I thought she was my long-standing personal friend. What's this? Right, about? right. Then you know, Lou Will has two girlfriends, right? I'm he sure most what? of them. Lou Williams, he has two girlfriends, and they know about each other. Like they're cool with it. I wouldn't be surprised. And when you make that's that much wild, money, though. they better be in agreements. Come on, man. They, everybody in the entanglement. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Great word. Great word. Thank you, Jada. 2020, <laughs> right? That's the word of the month. Yeah. So, uh, the other thing we were talking about is um, yesterday we were talking a little bit about LeBron and kind of how he's handled this. So, what kind of threw me off is, you know, we did talk about those those players that will thrive off of no fans. We also talked about some of those players that might struggle with no fans because they can't get up, can't play. So, you know, LeBron, look, top three, maybe top two player all time. He does always have to have a built-in excuse or something to complain about. And his latest complaint is, oh, you know, it's kind of weird without the fans. I, I guess what, my, what I'm saying is with LeBron, Yo, he's cool, but LeBron's just kind of corny. Like, I've always, like, felt that way. As much as he's good and, you know, it gets all my respect, he's just, like, really cheesy to me. Jock's saying no. Jock, okay, you jump in first then. I want to hear how, how he's not. So LeBron is not corny because he, to me, like, he defines, like, a good role model for, like, the black community. And what I mean by that is, like, off court, he's doing these things for these, like, the school that he built. Uh, you never see him in any scandals as far as, like, oh, he cheated on this person or he's in this or he's involved in this. He's always, like, keeping everything pristine and clean, you know, and, and like, we need to see more of that in the black community. So I don't think he's corny. Maybe some of his antics is a little, like, extra. But if you ask me who I think is corny, Steph Curry, like, he's fucking corny to me, like, Facts, you know what I'm saying? Just because, well, like, made the walking sketchers, like the walking <laughs> shoes, basically. Right, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, me, that's corny, you know. Erica, though, no, so you're you're in California, or you're not in California, but you Cali girl. You know, you've been a Lakers fan for years, for a couple of decades. Yeah, actually, since since, since day one, probably right. Yes, so actually, yeah. Since we I haven't talked there. with a Lakers fan on the pod about like kind of embracing LeBron, you know, like. <laughs> what is that like? Like, how long did that take? Like, was it something that was, like, initially, like, nah? Like, what was that like, you know? Oh, I still haven't embraced him. I am not a fan of LeBron. I am a fan of the Lakers, so whoever's playing for the Lakers, you you got my vote until you leave. And once you leave, it's like it never happened. You were that that child that shows up at the uh, dad's funeral and nobody knew of you. Um, yeah, so let's talk about LeBron. You said he's a great role model. Yes and no. I say yes because he actually does a lot for his community, like except especially Ohio as a state in general. He does a lot, and I respect him for that. But he is very much cornball. You have to understand he's been a celebrity since high school. He is growing up in that day and age where he's been known for so long, he does not know how to mingle with the rest of us. He's not humble. There's been that, remember that situation when he threw the towel and the towel boy was supposed to get it and he was like picking it up off the floor? And it was kind of like, oh, you're, you need to humble yourself or whatever. LeBron is a celebrity. He's been a celebrity for so long, he forgot how to be like the rest of us. Remember so, when LeBron walked off with, well, he walked off with the uh, the purse or little bag when he stood up? <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. I was like, with his dress. Yeah, when you say Steph Curry is like the walking mom jeans and sketcher guy, that's, that's, that's so true. Give it another 10 years. You're going to start seeing that weird kid that's now growing to a famous athlete and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, that's where we are in society? Yeah, these, these people, myself included, we've grown up with so much media around us. We don't know how to be anything but corny. Chance, how, how do you feel about LeBron and him being corny? LeBron definitely corny about my baby. Um, <laughs> I mean, he just, he just is. Like, uh, I don't know, he's like... He's one of those people that, like, like me and Mike talked about, you know, how he was the quintessential millennial or whatever. Um, and I think all millennials are corny. So, uh, you know, like, if he's the quintessential millennial, then that means he's the quintessential cornball. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Like, uh, I just think uh, he's, like, lame. And I feel like he, he does his good because, like, he's so, like, 
uncool that like I mean he's so I mean he's so good dude, don't get me wrong but like he's like I don't know it's just something about him man he just he's just like he's not he's not him. like even though like, he's the young guy or whatever you know he's older than us obviously but like he was you know the young guy but like he still seems like he's like the lame dad you know what I mean like I don't know what it is about LeBron. So I don't agree with that. Yeah. I'm saying a solo on this. I don't agree. So like, well, Chance. Like, I, I, I'll say this. Like, when it mm-hmm. comes to the the philanthropist, the humanitarian, I would put him on there with like Ali, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that Mount Rushmore of all time people that, like you said, Jock, like you know, promoting the underserved black community, things like that. Um, I think he's got cool style to a certain extent. You know, it's not quite dripping like Westbrook but you know he's got some style to him but uh I don't know man like he's not intimidating so like even though he's like cold as shit and I mean his game is beautiful you know I I I don't know if I'd ever play against him and feel scared like Jordan I'd be like damn man Jordan trying to steal my spirit I mean look I know it's not fair to compare him to Jordan he's his own player but you know it just I mean I guess if you think about sports today though you think espn tied to disney and like they all kind of go together space jam too so i mean you know i mean i guess there is like you know it makes sense that he's kind of cheesy he's putting on for his kids you know more than anything i think but you know lebron the player excellent the philanthropy awesome uh lebron like just he's just kind of corny i don't know he's he's, yeah Yeah. hey not to me man hey lebron's one of the greatest man that's, that's that's my hero. I mean, like you can you can be like cool but corny, like Carlton. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. First hey, how about him though? Trying to make a comeback out here with like his nice edge up. Like he looks like Chris Paul in those commercials. I swear oh, to God, Alfonso Ribeiro oh, yeah. trying to make a comeback. At the end of the day, LeBron being corny or not, like the cool guy doesn't win championships, so I'm all for it. Go ahead and win that championship for us, uh, LeBron. So I don't care if he's corny or not. Do your job on the court. I don't care if you're corny off the court. Hey, Erica, he, he he made the Lakers great again, though. Yeah, he he. look, we going somewhere. Okay, you got a point with that one. Number one seed again. True. Ten you got years. A point with hey, speak it. Hey, I, I know, like, this is, I don't know, this is kind of off topic or whatever, but I don't know. Speaking of corny or whatever, Jack, you know who like, you kind of look like right now? Like, you always, like, your look always changes. <laughs> Well, you know who you look like right now? <laughs> Fucking Jason Derulo. Derulo was talking about that dude. And I was like, who is that dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, look right now. You look like Jason Derulo. Oh, my You were like Shaft like two weeks ago. So, I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm like Chameleon, man. I try to switch it up every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's got to be different. As an artist, as a creative, you got to, like, try to, like, push the envelope. But you know, I appreciate that chance. Like you know, to me, it's a compliment. No, nah, he, he go with Jennifer Fumage though. So, so like, I mean, you winning. Well, no, not man. even just compare me to Jason, but just saying like I have the ability to like adapt and shit to switch it up. You know. Speaking of lookalikes, I know we discussed this yesterday. I want to know who you, who do you get the most? Like when somebody tells you you look like someone, who do you get the most celebrity wise? Can I go first? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, number one was Wesley Snipes. Like number one, like, hey, when you were younger, like, yeah. when we were in uh, high school, Kid, yeah, yeah, Kid Cudi. Um, but I think it's white people saying, "Oh, you look like Cudi," you know, the white people that listen. Chance to got that too. I just feel like, oh, you're yeah. black and you have style that's not, you know, also, it stands out. Yeah. You look like Kid Cudi. Is what also Waldo from uh, Family Matters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was mad version. I will say that a better version, not the goofy weirdo that I wouldn't want to be around. Like you, like the be- upgraded version. How about that? The hey, thank you. I appreciate that because I, I thought there was it was an insult, like Waldo. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> no, I learned to accept and deal with it. You know. Chance has a lot. I've heard a lot for Chance. Chance has had a couple. That's probably why he's got the hair growing out, so he don't get these comparisons anymore. <laughs> no, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last last episode though, Mike talked about look like Run though. So shit. <laughs> No, I said that was Gary. <laughs> Gary had that whole oh. box beard setup. He was like this the whole time. I thought it was him. <laughs> <laughs> Leaning back. I saw what you did there, Chance. See how I look like a LeBron. <laughs> Nigga think he's slick. 
Oh, I'll say it again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Hey, I can't help it. It's your vernacular. No, it's, it's actually not, though. It's oh. not like I'm just, I don't know why. I'm, maybe because I'm drinking. I don't know. Stop being influenced by these social media influencers. <laughs> social media. I won't say it again, Erica. I won't say like it again. So what? speaking of uh, no wait 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 media. So Erica, before we move on, who do you who did you get the most of like who you look like or whatever? Toya Wright. I don't know why, but Toya Wright, which is Lil Wayne's uh, I guess first wife, Rajane Mama. Rajane, <laughs> what a name! It's a name on I look her. like I look like a Louis, uh, Louisiana chick. I guess that's what they're trying to tell me. Yeah. I'll go with it. And what about you, Mike? I, I know really he looks like Kevin James. Yes, I, I agree with you. Back in the day. Paul Blart. Nah. He look, he look back like in the day. Misha Purdy once told me I looked like uh, Keanu Reeves in seventh grade, but that was like way too long ago. No, you know, you look like Mike. You look like Macklemore. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe if he dyed his hair blonde. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Fearless. I really don't get many comparisons, honestly. I don't, I mean, I kind of have one of those. I feel like every time I see myself, I look different. You know, yeah, like yeah. I don't know I don't who know. I look like. I really want to know. Besides the the Toya Wright one, I don't agree with that one. She's very beautiful. I just don't look like her. You look like Erica. That's who you look like. Thank you. I am my Erica. Viewers, feel free to comment our doppelgangers. You know, in the YouTube comments. I'm curious to see who like. you think actually. Yes, keep calling, me, man. Let's keep calling me. Oh yeah, Chris Rock too. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the streets is calling me, man. <laughs> Jack does look like Rock. Like, if you, like, stayed real skinny, like, when you got older, you'd look like Rock. Or squint. If you squint and tilt your head like this. That's why Chris Rock is funny. I know. Hey, Chris Rock is funny, by the way. So, I know a couple episodes, I was like, he's not that funny, man. But oh, I definitely saw that episode. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That was blasphemous. I actually looked at, like, a bunch of his shit, and, like, he's funny. So, I apologize. My bad. Well, you know what I think it is, honestly? Um... I remember there was that movie, I Think I Love My Wife, and he actually kind of played it serious. Yeah. That was like one of the more recent things he did, even though it was kind of obscure. So maybe you're thinking about that, and like, well, he wasn't funny in that because he yeah. wasn't. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking was about the movies, not the stand-up, you know? So that's why I was like comparing I don't to know. That. Down to Earth is a movie, and I love that movie. Down to Earth <laughs> was a classic. I remember that. Head of State. Head of State. That's right, yeah, yeah. Security! That was a good one. Pootie <laughs> yeah. Tang. Not that it was like that funny, but it was just kind of like weird, you know? But like, Pootie Tang funny, is a weird. Dope movie, yo. Chris Rock is one of those comedians. <laughs> I'm happy where his career went. Like, he, he played it smart. Yeah. He yeah. started off with like these very tragic roles when he played, uh, what was his Pookie. name? And, um, Pookie. Pookie. Yeah. And he played Pookie, the crackhead. Uh, we didn't know where his career was going, and he got denied on SNL like three, four times. You guys can look that up. Um, he was a guest several times, but like, he's one of those comedians. If you're a comedian out there, I know Chance and Mike, you guys have this stand up. I would kind of like study that man's career path because he actually did good. Yes, I did my research. Oh, yeah. like, don't be too surprised. And Chris Rock is like very thought provoking. So, like y'all said, Chance, I remember he's like, everybody comes from the school of rock, like your Dave Chappelle's. And, like, I understood that when I watched the, the stand-up. Like, damn, he really – he says shit to make you, like, damn, you know, like, that's that's pretty deep. But let me think about that, you know? Sounds like another podcast, Mike. Top five it, comedians. It does. <laughs> hey, comics are funny, man. I like – well, obviously. But I like I like stand-up. Yeah. That was the part of the year. Comics are funny. Nah, but for real, I like stand-up. Stand-up's a <laughs> uh, – I want to get more into it. We did do it before. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I watched you guys' yeah, uh, stand-up comedy. So I know. No, man. <laughs> crowd was good. Yeah, like, it was, it was a good crowd. You know, like, doing, I was man. glad to be there. Where do you guys think comedy is going to go after this whole pandemic passes? Because I, oh, I know some comedians are trying to get out there and put their material out. And unfortunately, like, D.L. Hughley was one of those people performing that actually caught Corona. So, like, man. where do you guys think comedy is going to go? I want to I think that there's a lot of challenges with trying to do it now, like through COVID. Um, I mean, I've heard some people have talked about doing like this, like Zoom, like stand up. That can't really work because you work off the crowd, you know? Yes. And I mean, you don't really know if the jokes are landing or not. And you're like, <laughs> you know, like, you're not going to, most people aren't going to have their cameras on, you know? Like, I've seen that firsthand. Most people that you have meetings with don't have the camera on. 
So I think that's hard because there's a lot of people that go all the time to do stand-up to, to stay sharp on that craft. I mean, like the pros, not like – I mean, even people that are working towards it. But, you know, all those reps are gone. And, you know, I think now society is becoming so much more sensitive that you can't say shit anymore. And the, the, what's funny about stand-up comedy is when people push the envelope. They say some shit that you don't expect, and you're like – oh my god that's funny that's so true like shit i didn't really think about that or i can't believe yeah, she said that. with what something they're saying right or i can't believe she said that you know like it's it's all about pushing the envelope and you really can't do that anymore and then on top of that you see a lot of these rising uh stand-up comics like uh chris D'Elia, um even now brian Callen. not that he's rising but you know he's been off and on now like they're all being caught up in the me too stuff aziz ansari but yeah. I think those have kind of just, you know, like the Aziz one, I thought was total bullshit. The Chris D'Elia one, you know, when you look into the story and you see kind of the continuation of the emails that he saw, he always backed out every time he realized he was about to cross the line. But they don't show that side. They just show the beginning half, the half they want to show that pushes the agenda of this guy's a menace. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of comics now probably are even nervous or scared. I mean, Think about Chappelle's, not 846, but the one before that, with yeah. the trans stuff that, I don't think he said, I mean, nothing out of bounds. I mean, he had the one where he was on the nose provoking people, but it was kind of meta. It was hilarious. It was it's hilarious. hilarious. Are you talking about the part where he was talking about the car, like everyone in the car and stuff like that? That one was good, yeah. I mean, he's done it a lot, but like, comedy is meant to make people laugh. It's just kind of like a an escape from society. Yeah. It's an escape from the problems in the world. I don't want to go to a stand, you know, to a, to a theater, you know, watching stand up and feel uncomfortable because, you know, everybody's having to do stand up on eggshells. And, uh, can I even laugh at this? Like, I don't know. Is that okay? Like, do I need to sign some papers to be able to laugh? At it? Is it approved? Like, yeah. I, so I'm glad you brought it up. Cause I really don't know. I'm scared for comedy. One person I do miss yeah. in the comedy world is uh, Patrice O'Neill. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, Patrice. That man would push buttons beyond the limit. He called you out your name. He said the craziest. And I feel like if Chance works on his craft, he could go there. Segway. <laughs> I think Chance needed to get a little edgier in the stand-up. Oh, yeah. I yeah. told him he can work on his material, and it'll, it'll be there. if he, he, has the, he definitely has the voice for it. Chance, I mean, Chance and I are similar in the sense that, like, we're storytellers. I felt like you could have told more stories instead of, like, yeah. punchlines, you know? That's yeah. why there's always round two, uh, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta come we out. only did that one time, man, but I can't wait to go back. Um, remember that time we saw that uh, the one chick, uh, I mean, I think the, well, the night we did it, it was, like, the one chick, her name was, like, Debbie something. I saw she did something recently outside, right? Yeah, I saw Yeah, she actually like did a show that was like a social distance show. So I don't like know. Gonna, uh, like not the same content at all, but like that same kind of setup, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Um, but I don't know. Like that goes to adjusting. You know what I'm saying? Like adjusting to the times. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it's ways around it. It, you know, um, I, we just got to take the time out and actually, like, try to do it, you know? I will say this. With comedy coming straight out of the pandemic, we are going to get so overwhelmed with coronavirus jokes, COVID-19 jokes, quarantine <laughs> jokes. I am not looking forward to those jokes because they're going to be so dead at that point. I don't want to hear them. Because, you, of course, you got your little Instagram jokes, you got your Facebook jokes that are circulating, they're funny memes and stuff like that. I do not want to see my favorite comedian stand up there to tell a joke that's going to be so dead that it's hilarious that they brought it up not that they told the joke about it but just the fact that they even tried right yeah that'll be uh, i'm worried about that too you know and right now i think it's hard too because you know in in a lot of stand-up you kind of do commentary on everyday life and you'll kind of bitch about you know little inconveniences and shit like that kind of seems like silly i guess to do that right now you know everybody's like yeah everything sucks like of course you're not telling me anything i don't know so i mean i could see that being kind of a challenge too but to chance's point you know it's all about you know adapting to the times and kind of learning but i don't know man like you know 
I know everything that I wrote down, you know, because I worked on my bit and Chance, I know you worked on your shit too. When I was looking at it, I'm like, all right, you know, I just wrote what came to mind. But before I went up there, I was like, wait, let me make sure nobody's going to get offended. Let me just give it. You shouldn't have to think that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just go out there and let it flow. But, but Wanda Sykes speaks on that. If you guys actually look back at her, she talked about, like, she's not going to censor herself to to appease anyone. Like, if you are that sensitive, don't, sh don't show up to my comedy set. Like, you're going to be that mad. Like, just don't show up. Chance, you remember when Wanda Sykes was our uh, seventh grade PE teacher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coach Curry, she looked just like her. Like, yo, y'all got to do some jumping jacks. <laughs> That was right when that show came out, too. All right. So one of the last things we got on the docket was the versus showdowns. So, you know, as we're talking about quarantine times, it kind of seems like the events that we go to now are kind of like actual events, like digital events, like, okay, uh, you know, live sports like that's kind of an event we're all attending when people go online and they're like you know tweeting about it or texting about it like that's kind of like what events have become at least right now uh versus in a way has kind of become almost like an event first caught my eye this past week you know i remember seeing some from the past but didn't really pay it much mind and then i saw two chains versus ross and i saw two chains you know made his argument on the breakfast club that you know, maybe Ross has a, a larger catalog, but he felt he had more of the hits. You know, I, I like that it's creating all this, you know, conversation and debate. So yeah. I'm, I'm digging the verses, man. I'm really feeling it. I, I wish we need more of that. I'm looking forward to future versions of the verses, too. Uh, oh, facts. And, like, you know, I know the first time I got into it was when it was versus for uh, Teddy Riley versus Babyface, which, you know, for the black community, that was big. It was like a concert. People dressed up for this shit at home, you know? And then it crashed. <laughs> but anyway, so after that, it just been getting better and better. So definitely, like, I'm all for it, man. And, like, what I really want to see is Kanye versus Drake. That'll be dope. I know it's not going to ever happen, but that'll be fucking cool, you know? Yeah. Kanye, Drake. That would be interesting, too, especially for, like, the everyday fans. Like, not, like, the deep, deep fans. Just, like, the people that, like, listen to their singles. That would be interesting yeah. just to kind of see. The DMX Snoop Dogg versus was good too, actually. Snoop Dogg actually started pissing all of them. Yeah, what's that? Great. I said that one was great. Um, yeah. One of my favorite ones was that one and the uh, Jill Scott Eric Badu one. That one was like, oh, that was yeah. a vibe. That was a whole vibe. Yeah. When Eric Badu started lighting her incense and stuff, I was like, you, not only were you at a concert, it was like, euphoria it's like you were embodied in yeah. a whole new realm and i loved it i was there for that when i actually watched that one live i enjoyed every bit of it um the snoop dmx one you taking east coast west coast and you're bringing in like bringing them together as a like for the culture and it's not like right, right. the 90s i think i love that if they can do more of those the the random person versus another random person to just see where it goes from there because i loved it i was there and the thing i liked about snoop dogg versus dmx is they was hyping each other up Oh yeah, which I like. It's no fight. Yeah, no fuck you. It's like nah, man. That's, that's I remember this song. Like that shit jam, and I like that they're coming together more. You know, yeah. just appreciate music. Also, I'm loving where Dmx is headspace wise. Like that was my guy back in the '90s. Man. I'm loving that he's doing so much better, fresh out. Yeah. So. Y'all want to hear a funny something about Dmx? My sister yeah. used to be in love with Dmx. <laughs> you know, like she was like mad in love with him. You know, like. You know, when like you got a crush on like a celebrity or something, and I remember we went to go see that movie Romeo Must Die, and he got like killed or whatever, and she started crying. Cause and every she, female you know, in the '90s wanted a roughneck, Chance. <laughs> we wanted yeah, a roughneck in our life. Though, make like hoping that they forgot where where she lives. I still don't understand how they knew she lived. They just show up and blast Kane. I'm like. Every time I watch that movie, I'm expecting it to end differently, man. Hey, man. I'm I'm yeah. yeah. The best the best DMX movie though was uh Never Die Alone. Yeah. I was no, just gonna Never say, Die Alone. I like Billy. Do I look like Prince? Do I look like Prince motherfucker? <laughs> 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 but the same hey, way Mike, I'm the same way when I watch Boys in the Hood. Every time Ricky died, I just hope that he's going to run away and dodge them damn shotgun yeah. bullets. So. I think for every movie, they didn't make a of Zag, Ricky. You said what, Chad? Come on. Like, Ricky's supposed to be a top running back and everything, man. Like, that was that was messed up, man. You Come can't on. dodge a bullet. 
<laughs> you should learn that from dodgeball. You could have juked it though. You can't dodge you a book. Learn it from dodgeball. Yeah. Hey, me and Mike. Dodge you can dodge a ball. Me and Mike used to have this friend that used to juke the columns. <laughs> like he would. He every would. day come lunch. He had them high white socks on and the high water jeans. That's a boy though. <laughs> That could be another one to talk about, too. Oh, wait, shout out Jabari, man. Yeah, shout out to Jabari. That sounds like another uh, I just thought a couple years ago. Topic. Yeah. Like, uh, if people that are subscribed can comment, right, about, like, what topics they want to hear as far as, like, best movies that depict something that we memorable, that's very memorable. We need to, yeah. I mean, there's, oh, like, me and Mike know all the of movies and artists and albums. I mean, we were talking about doing our own, like not verses, but kind of doing hit for hit. I know we were talking about doing the big one, you know, Big and Pac, you know, hey, it's an all-timer, let's do that debate. And then yesterday we were talking all fun about Chance thinks Ja Rule would beat 50. I still think that's ridiculous, but, you know, I'll let you, you know, get your hit piece. Hit for hit. Hit for hit. Like, okay, first of all, Ja Rule does have more number ones than 50. We could Google this shit. I'm pretty sure Ja Rule has more number ones. Do you not know the first album 50 Cent created that was mainstream probably is more hits on that album than Ja Rule? Yeah, but like, but like, it's a difference between having a, a, a album and then having like a run. You know what I'm saying? You're, like, you're correct. Right. The album is All right. so it's. Mike, please put him up on the billboard. Let's go to billboard. Y'all got more billboard than 50. I know. Where did Jack go? I am. I am. So, Ja Rule, uh, according to Billboard, three number one hits, eight top tens. I'm trying to see 50. So, 50. This can't be right. It says one top ten. Yeah, see, it's right. <laughs> but I think that's, oh, that can't be right. Hot one. Ah, come Let's on. Let's look at that instead. Read the stats. So, Mike, okay. I think. Four number one hits. Ooh. So, he's so right. I had to change the little chart. Well, hey, we'll do it side by side. And I, oh. you know. We don't do a side by side for that. Play by ear. You guys are also having to understand we're talking about mainstream. When you think of Billboard, that's mainstream, correct? Right. Mike, myself, Chance, you can you can guarantee any place you've ever been, a barbecue, a cookout, something that you've been at where they're playing music, Ja Rule is not the go-to. Period. He's not the go-to. Ja Rule ain't it. Yeah, he, Yo, he's going to be it played. May, listen, it may not be it, but I guarantee you, as someone that spins records like on the on the daily, Ja Rule has more hit than 50, man. man Were you at your graduate talking about quarantine. holla, holla? Were you at your graduate talking about holla, holla? No, but that'll be dope. Murder Inc. Murder Inc. I know you're Hey, look, all I know is 50 would never do this, though. 50 would have never let this happen. (laughs) Yo. You know what 50 Cent would have did during that, Mike? He would have said, man, fuck all y'all. I'm out this bitch. And then he would have left. 50 would have got him up. Oh my goodness! Bro, they really did Jaru wrong, bro. Come on, fam. Jaru had three, three uh, participants in the crowd, and two of them was his relatives. Who booked this show for Jaru, man? This is a halftime show. I know, but like I'm saying, who booked it? Like, okay, Mike, is uh, Jaru from Milwaukee? Where's He's from like Jersey, right? We read it. Is he from Baltimore? Where is where is Jaru from? Baltimore, New Jersey. He's from one of the yeah, boroughs. Oh, he's from New York. Was it Queens? Yeah, Jaru from Queens. Okay. Yeah. Well, he ain't fucking with Fifty because Fifty ain't about that life no more. He. 
Give me 50 for the same look. Clearly not. Clearly not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look. Yeah. Hey. I'm back. 50 wouldn't have let that happen, man. 50 wouldn't nah, let that you happen. Just, you need to save your friend Chance from this embarrassment conversation. Like, he's embarrassed. Ja Rule was in the first Fast and the Furious, though. Who would I be without you? Man, so, like. I know. Wait, I hold on. So, extra, like, are you not talking about the verses right now? Ja y'all know in seventh grade, though. Ja Rule got y'all some draws, though, man. No, let me say this. 50 Cent is carrying his weight because he influenced Pop Smoke, who is one of the biggest artists post-death right now. Ja Rule ain't doing it. Everybody knows Ja Rule's Rule fire, fire Festival right now. Fire no. Festival. Y'all wouldn't have went to Fire Fest? Vanessa ever. Hell no. Nah. It's too much money for my blood. Yeah. It was too <laughs> much money, but it, I mean, it's, it was a great idea, but yeah, obviously it was a major fail. Hey, and he looked like a chump in that Netflix doc, man. He looked weak. Yeah. All the girls he's trying to cuddle up next to were like, let's go. He's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I'm saying, like, Ja Rule doesn't have that influence on the culture right now. Like, 50 Cent is still making hits that because he's not even making. killed him. Like, like, 50 killed him. I understand it afterwards, you know, but Ja 50 Cent still... made, what was that, vitamin water? <laughs> Try it. Try it. Try it. Try it. Try it. <laughs> yeah. He made money. Yeah. Yeah, 50, 50 was a goat, though. 50 did kill a whole dude for real. All right. Well, that's uh, pretty much the, the last of the docket. So um, we definitely have some player by ears in the works. We've talked about a couple of showdowns. And then, uh, Jock, I know you wanted to let people know about your, your latest uh, Pierre-style clothing innovation and, of course, the mask. Yes, sir. So you guys can actually have a chance at winning a free mask with a business card if you listen to my instructions. So all you got to do is go to our uh, YouTube channel, subscribe, and comment, but not like some little bullshit ass comment like, oh, good job, guys. But like a real, actually, like feedback type comment. And then follow us on, you know, our socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And then once you do that, uh, go ahead and message us like in the DMs, like done. And then we're going to choose like a, a random person to win. But you get to win one of these masks. They're pretty dope. They're actually made of recyclable parts. So it's made of recyclable cotton, recyclable polyester. You have adjustable ear straps. So it's saving the earth too. So if you want a free mask, go ahead and do that. I recommend it. <laughs> there you go. You can get more of uh, Pierre style clothing on uh, the rep.network. All the merchandise is on there. We got Evolve gear on there. We also have a chance for Texas black and white tees. Chance. Yep. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so again, subscribe if you're not already, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Let us get a good custom URL. I'm tired of the question mark, dollar sign, you know, exclamation. Nah, let us get the rep network. Uh, you know where to find us on social. Uh, check us out, as always, each week coming at you Wednesdays, unless we make a mistake and uh, don't record again. But, not hey, save it to the pop. I'm all right. Hey, don't at me. Don't at me. Peace. Yeah, that was a good one.